Welcome to WMFA, a podcast where writers talk writing. I'm Courtney Ballastier, and on this week's mini-sode, I'm talking about centeredness. I began thinking about this mini-sode as being about confidence, but I realized while I was writing it that while confidence is tied to what I want to talk about today, it wasn't really the concept I was trying to get at centeredness was. I want to approach that via confidence, though, specifically via something that Liana Fink said in the last episode. Uh, We were both talking about having experienced, you know, maybe still kind of being in that weird space that I think you hear described a lot, you know, kind of this like creative adolescence of, of on the one hand, you no longer have the kind of purity with the work that you had when you were younger. Uh, Beginner's mind, you know, we might also call it. Um, when there was less self-consciousness, less self-awareness, less ego. Um, But on the other hand, you know, you don't really feel solid yet in your own voice and your own style and what makes your work yours, you know, kind of where you fit in the grand scheme of things. Um, And, you know, all of this kind of blends for me, too, with that great Ira Glass manifesto that I'm sure uh, you're familiar with, you know, where he talks about the gap between the early years and the time when your work reaches the level of your ambitions um, and of your taste. You know, he's got that great line, but your taste, the thing that got you in the game is still killer, and your taste is why your work disappoints you. Um, And right before Liana said this thing that I'm about to read you, you know, I was saying that I was always really struck when people in those sorts of spaces can talk about diving into the work, you know, or saying like, oh, well, I just threw myself into the work. Um, because I often have the opposite response, and it can be quite hard for me to dive in. And And she agreed with that for herself, and then she said uh, this incredible thing. She said. The book, I think, was about longing for the ability to dive into the work. It takes a lot of baseline confidence to be able to disappear into your own work. I think you have to believe it matters, either for yourself or for others. And that takes either confidence or the confidence of others. And that's a hard thing to come by. Believing it matters. That's really big for me. And I'm not even taking it to a place of ego confidence. You know, like, I believe this will be a bestseller or I believe this will find an audience even. Just that it matters, if it only matters to me, that that matters enough, you know? It kind of comes back to the priorities mini-sode, because part of, I think, what we're talking about is that it's important because it's important to you. Um, Important to me. Important to the one doing the work, you know? Uh, Because for a long time, that's going to be the only person who it is important to. And frankly, it might always be the only person that it's important to. And I think, you know, we all have to make peace with that at some point. But the diving into your work thing, you know, was already something I was thinking a lot about. It's a big theme for me right now. Um, And I think it's because, you know, I've become aware lately in the past, like, few months, say, of all the ways that I keep my work at arm's length, uh, which I think I do for a lot of reasons, you know, the way that we can keep things that we really want at arm's length, Um, you know, how we can kind of let that wanting and excitement turn to fear and the fear keep us separate. And so when I was thinking about all that and I was thinking about that conversation with Liana, I also got to thinking about an artist um, who I'm sure you don't have to listen to many episodes of WFA to hear me express my love for, uh, which is David Lynch. And one of the things that really connects me to his work is this ability that he has to seemingly have, I mean, to kind of seemingly have like no inner critic, but I'm sure that that's not true. But certainly so let's just say a really good relationship with his inner critic. And to be able to have an idea and execute it without kind of getting in his own way, you know, and he just makes all the time. He's just kind of creating constantly and and all of these different media and doesn't really, 
seem to get hung up on, you know, putting himself in boxes, which is a certain, you know, which is a thing that I definitely do that will be a whole other episode, I'm sure. But, you know, just this ability to just kind of be in it. And so I had just rewatched this documentary on him. Uh, it's called David Lynch, The Art Life. Um, I think it's free on Amazon Prime. You should definitely check it out if you're into him. Uh, because it had been on my mind after after this conversation with Liana. And, and, you know, this art life idea is something that he took from a book he read as a teenager that had a really big impact on him. And, and it really informs this life that he's built, which is really this very holistically creative life. Um, and I kind of see that like his life is just being this kind of closed loop system of creativity, you know, where everything is part of the process. Um, and that's tremendously appealing to me, you know, and I'm also reading right now this hybrid kind of memoir biography of him called Room to Dream. Um, and there's a chapter written by a biographer and then Lynch writes a chapter responding to that chapter. So, so it's really interesting. And, um, and it talks about how, you know, over time he's kind of just bought up all of the properties around his home in L.A., um, I think now he's got like the three or four nearest ones. So he basically has this kind of like creativity factory compound um, where pretty much any idea he could come up with, he could execute without leaving there, which sounds amazing to me. Um, and I think part of what's really fascinating and compelling to me is that idea of world building, you know, which is so present in the work. But then that way, the way that the world building idea extends to the life that creates the work as well. And that's kind of what I mean, this closed loop. You know, I, I find that very... I don't know, there's something, the part of my mind that really loves efficiency finds that very elegant and just very pleasing. Um, and so it's something I think about, you know, when I think about what I want to make my life and my work look like going forward. And, um, and I think that, you know, when I thought about it more in the context of that conversation with Liana, I think it does represent a kind of centeredness to me. Um, that, that a life like that is really this huge expression of, of, you know, this is what's important to me. And this matters, and it's my value system, and I'm standing in it. Um, you know, there, there's this great anecdote in the book where he talks about making the movie Dune, um, you know, which was based on the sci-fi novel and which very famously bombed. I actually have never seen it, but, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those classically terrible movies, I think. Um, and Lynch writes about how when that happened, he was like, you know, I effectively died twice. Because cause I felt like I had artistically kind of sold out taking the movie on in the first place. Because um, it, it wasn't exactly what he wanted to do. And then, and then it flopped, you know. Um, whereas then later on in the book, when a Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me comes out and also bombs, he was like, you know, then I only died once. Because then I made, I made the work I wanted to make. And it didn't succeed, and that sucks. But, you know, it was what I wanted to create. And that's what I'm getting at. You know, and, and like that is confidence. It certainly takes confidence. But I think there is that centeredness underneath it. There's something kind of a little bit less volatile than confidence. You know, it's, it's something much more solid. And this just kind of calm knowing, you know, of who you are and what you want to create. And, and you can still be really disappointed in how something is received, but you can stand in what you wanted to make and that you made what you wanted to make. And so, you know, this, this idea of this very integrated creative life, this kind of ultimate example of the diving in that Liana and I were talking about, um, is exactly what excites me and exactly what I keep at arm's length, I think. Um, and I think that maybe getting to that centeredness or getting closer to what that centeredness is, what that value system is for me, is a big part of closing that gap. You know, moving toward that ability to say, I believe in this and this matters, and I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to admit that it this matters to me.
And, you know, I think it's easy to talk about a lot of this stuff as if it's very abstract and and kind of up to the whims of the universe. It's very easy for me to do that, I'll say, to say like, oh, you know, well, here's how he makes that work. He's David Lynch and you're not. Um, but, you know, that really ignores the fact that these are muscles that we work. I mean, I don't know anything about him. Maybe he's got some kind of freak, you know, ability to do that. But I think that it can be very easy for me to write things off that way and say, you know, oh, well, I'm not that person. Or, um, well, that, that's easy for them, but it wouldn't be easy for me. When really all that does is let me off the hook and absolves me of responsibility of, like, going after the thing, you know? Um, to say there's a magic ingredient that someone else has that I don't is a convenient excuse, but it is an excuse. You know, because we're all dealing with the same shit. We all know we all feel like frauds at some point or feel like maybe we've managed to do it once, but we won't be able to do it again. And And I don't think any of that is unique or restricted to just those below a certain threshold of, of externalized success. Um, so I have to really check myself there and really watch the, the kind of pity party that that can turn into. Um, because again, they are muscles and this is exercise. Saying, you know, this is important to me and this is what I feel like I should be doing. Um, this is, to quote my fantastic poet friend here in Detroit, Omani Mixon, something I hold in my body as a truth. I love that. Um, so how do you grow that muscle? You know, one, I think, is just doing a lot of work. And that goes back to the Ira Glass thing, too. You know, he's got that same advice. Um, and I think that it's that's really about getting to your center, you know, that the burning through the work is how you find the thing. Um, and there's a great quote in the Lynch documentary about this, too, where he's talking about his early days painting. And he said, I knew my stuff sucked, but I needed to burn through. I needed to find what was mine. And the only way to find it was to keep painting, to keep painting and keep painting and see if you catch something. You know, and I think we know those moments of recognition when we see something that's ours, when we catch a glimpse of our voice or our style and just see something that, that really shimmers and we really recognize as ours. And I think the work is entrusting those little moments and putting them together over time into something that's solid and unified and feels authentic and rooted in us. And then, you know, from that place, doing the work. So one thing that I'm doing right now to kind of try to keep myself on track with that, with that kind of volume, is, uh, is I'm trying this sentence a day thing on Instagram where every day I post my favorite sentence that I wrote that day. Um, and the idea is that hopefully it'll help me feel, well, frankly, that'll help me feel a little bit more legitimate, honestly, as part of it. Um, and not because social media can or should legitimize you, but, you know, just from my act of presenting myself in that way, like, you know, how we kind of can change up the way we introduce ourselves to people or whatever. Um, that's kind of part of it for me. But then another part is normalizing the roughness of the first draft, you know, and, and helping me remember that this is a process and that, frankly, most stages of the process are ugly. And that is what it is, you know. And it's occurring to me, too, while I'm talking about this, though, that what I'm describing here is, is what you'll also hear sometimes in meditation called the weather, you know, talk about passing emotions or thoughts as these kind of weather fronts that move through this constant backdrop that is us. Um, so then the work is kind of in weathering that weather and remembering that that, that that backdrop is there and is, in fact, you, you know. And and I think that this is a good time to be thinking about all this for me because, you know, the year is coming to a close and I'm thinking about intentions for my next year. And, and, and all of that, you know, brings to mind this other thing that Liana said. I have just enough confidence right now and I could use a lot more. 
I don't have enough that I'm working at my peak capacity, but I do have enough that I can sit down and get some work done every day, which is a lot. And I think that's amazing. And I think that's a really good place to work from, you know, as I, as I think about what, what I want to grow into. Think about, you know, how do I get more to that place, that centeredness, where it all feels true to me? And then how do I spend as much time there as I can? How does this show up for you in your practice? Let me know. Hello at WMFAPodcast.com, 347-685-4836. The WMFA logo was created by Unsold Studio, and the theme music is Jazz Dancer by Double Winter. Find them at doublewinter.bandcamp.com. WMFA is made in Detroit by Courtney Ballastier, LLC. All rights reserved.